Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Sports Docket with Ace Man and Aquas. Check it out. The best sports radio show on Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to the Sunday edition of the Sports Docket. We will soon be joined in a simulcast with Sports Evan. That's coming at 8.20. Welcome to the Sports Docket, a show as hot as a speeding rocket, not the mess. For a Sunday night, September 30th, 2007, Ace and the Quaff, hoping to uh, console the Mets fans after the Mets having a historic collapse uh, at the hands of... Um, Just an amazing and utter collapse by this team. Uh, three weeks ago, up seven games in the National League East with 17 to go. How much can you hear that all of a sudden? And the Mets were just a disgrace today. They blow it in the final three weeks of the season. The Mets were in first place since May, and also by a good portion, they were in first place. There were five games or more between May and August, but today uh, it was just it was the fitting end to a bad season for the New York Mets. Yeah, and really, um, the Mets, uh, you said 17 games to go, and this division was pretty much in the bag, and all of a sudden the Phillies pulled it out of the bag. Uh, they came in, they swept the Mets in that four-game series. Uh, and that series, you look back at, of course, the big highlight of that series was Marlon Anderson interference call, and but the Mets are still arguing that call. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I, yeah, I think the whole collapse, it kind of started with that four-game series at Citizens Bank Park, where the Mets, where the Mets, of course, got swept in those four games. Honestly, Stephen, honestly, did did you think after that four-game series that the Mets were going to continue the way they were? And they bounced right back and won three straight against Atlanta, and you thought yeah. and then it'd be Houston and Cincinnati, and you thought this would be over. But. I thought the Mets were going to win this division up until um, this national series, actually, last week. I mean, even before this homestand, the Mets, by the way, went 1-6 on this homestand, so they put them in uh, at the end. But... Um, even when you know when the Mets lost those games in Florida, in Washington last week, and even when they got swept by the Philadelphia Phillies at home, I still thought they were going to hang on to this division because you still like your chances with you know a three-game lead heading into the final home stands of the season. You know all you had to do was last seven games with that. You know, and I think the fighting moment was actually you know this week the Mets had a two-game lead um, going to that game and, uh, against the Washington Nationals with Philip Umber on the mound, which I still think was a mistake uh, by the Mets. I, I, I think they still sh- should have started El Duque. El Duque pitched today. I think El, I don't care if El Duque's leg is falling off. He has to pitch that game on Wednesday night. And uh, the Mets decided to go with Philip Umber. The Mets had a 5 nothing lead, and they lost 9-6. to six. I'm well Nats- aware of that. I was at that game. That was, that, that was another one. Of, it was one of these classic uh, Met games from the season, you know. But, you know, with the whole season, even since April, there was like an aura about this team that you didn't really think that they were quite the same team as last year. You know, there was something missing, some spark missing from this team. I'm not quite sure what it was, but, you know, it, the Mets, even though they didn't really they didn't have the same level of intensity as last year, the same heart, the same hustle. So, and, and even with that, you still thought they were going to hold on and have a good chance in this National League this year, but... That's not the case. The Philadelphia Phillies, they got on a hot streak at the end of the season. They won 12 out of their last 16 games, I believe. And, you know, the Phillies, they earned it. And, you know, the remarkable thing is, is that when you look down at the 2007 roster, it actually, um, on paper, it's much better than the 2006 team that went to Game 7 of the uh, championship series last year. Um, I mean, Lou is better than Cliff Floyd. Um, the Mets had Chavez this year. They had Marlon Anderson back. With uh, Alou, uh, the problem was he was out half the year, you know. Who knows where we could have been if Alou was here for half the year. We might have won yeah. know, games in the 90s, but... I know what. Uh, and and that's, that's ridiculous. I mean, the Mets only can, can only win a division with an 11-game lead. Like, last year, they won uh, the There's 12- no excuses. Somebody yeah. has to pay for this, and I think it's going to be Willie Randolph. Yeah, well, Stephen, I don't think uh, Randolph is going to go. I mean, as much as the Mets fans are 
I want him to go, but I, I don't think I don't think the Mets front office is going to have the guts. You know, he led this team to the National League Championship Series last year. He led them, you know, to um, improvements in the last two years. And yeah. if this collapse this year, I mean, you have to blame most of it on the players, but still the manager is the leader on your team. So I think a lot of the blame has to go to Willie Randolph. I mean, right now, Omer Minaya has a very bad relationship with Randolph. And, and Willie Randolph, um, aside from that one pep talk that he had this week, he really did not fire up his team going into these games against Florida. Okay, yeah, Florida is a last-place team, but the Mets need to win this game. This is ridiculous, losing two out of three to the Florida Marlins, uh, the worst team in the National League. The Mets had to take uh, two out of three in the series and not sweep them, especially with the uh, way the Phillies are playing. And you can't say, oh, the Nationals are going to do the same thing against Philadelphia, because they didn't. I mean, the Phillies t- took care of business in Philadelphia. I mean, against the Nationals. So It seemed like for some reason everyone played hard against us in the last three weeks, the spoilers. And it was weird. I mean, I was waiting for somebody to, you know, throw a water cooler, you know, do something. Uh, get loose, you know, get angry. And it never happens. And uh, this Met team, you know, it's just, it, 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 it's the biggest collapse in Major League Baseball history. Of course, seven games in the last three weeks of the season. And you'll be hearing about this for the rest of your life. You, you will. This is uh, probably one of the worst collapses in the history of Major League Baseball. There's no collapse that compares to this season, especially, I mean, I don't want to hear about the 1964 Phillies collapse because back then there was no wild card. This year was a wild card. This year there's four teams that can make the playoffs, and the Mets didn't even get in. I mean, look at the caliber of teams that got in. The Padres and the Rockies are going to play tomorrow a one-game playoff. The Mets are a better team than the Rockies and Padres, hands down, and they, they didn't pull it out. And, uh, you know, thank God I couldn't see the first inning today because I was at the college fair. Oh. I missed that seven-run first inning. I mean, thank God. I would have been so mad. (laughs) I I was mad as it is. You know, I I was trying to throw stuff around the house, but unfortunately I couldn't. You want to hear a funny and sad story about the the Phillies scoring those seven runs? All right, sure. Not the Phillies. The Marlins scoring seven runs. The Phillies messing my brain up. But, yeah, the Marlins scoring seven runs. So, you know, my uncle and my uh, my. My grandfather went to the game today, right? And oh um, I hope so, yeah. he's still here. He's still alive. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're, they're still ticking it. They had some trouble escaping the stadium because they were kind of like you know stuff being thrown all over the place. Uh, the people were cursing from here to Philadelphia. So, right. but but basically, when the uh, because it, it was like in, it was so quickly, you know, the uh, the um, Marlins scored the seven run against Glavin. It was like one hit after another. So they were actually in the bathroom when all seven runs scored. Wow. Are you serious? In the bathroom? They walked out, and it was 7 nothing, Florida. Unbelievable. You know, and Tom Glavin has to take a lot of the blame for this. I mean... Oh, that was... And Glavin also, his last two starts, even before this... He I was, don't care how clutch Glavin was in the middle of the season. You know, after the All-Star break through, you know, the first couple of weeks... It seemed like, it seemed like after Glavin got, got number 300, he just slowed down, and he just turned to the Glavin of the... Of 03 and 04, he just, he just didn't. He was completely uh, off his game. Uh, you know, I think Glavin overall. I think he had a pretty good season, but today just erased that. Yeah, and Dick, and uh, he did not give up seven runs in the first inning. He didn't even last inning. He pitched a third of an inning. And you know what? There's some people were even saying that you know they should have taken out Glavin earlier because. I mean, Willie Randolph in this case, you know, I mean, I can't, I can't really kill him for this. But, you know, once Glavin gives up, like, three, you got to have somebody up right there. All right, uh, Stephen, uh, yeah, of course, um, Mets fans need consoling for uh, uh, the probably the most historic collapse in uh, baseball history. Uh, and uh, we actually have a phone call right now. These stupid uh, Yankee fans and these Philly fans are going to be hearing about it forever. You know, for the next yeah. six months, it's going to be all, oh, the Mets collapse. Oh, look at all these world championships we have. It's going to be. Uh, you know what? Just ignore them. As I'm telling you, ignore them. We're Met fans. It's, it's it's a tough day today. It's a dark day in uh, New York Met history. It's a very dark day for the New York Met ever. Oh, this is almost tougher than last year's NLCS, if not tougher. No, this is way tougher because when you make the playoffs, you know it's still you still have the the feeling that that you got in. I mean, being a Met fan is one of the hardest things to do in sports. But one day, you know what? Come through. It thank God. The, thank God the division series is on TBS. So I won't. So I won't. Ha- so I won't be on national TV. You won't have to watch the uh, the Phillies playing whoever they're playing. You know. <laughs> but right, not- we got a caller here, so let's take the call. Probably a stupid Yankee fan, I'm guessing. Uh, I don't know. A five one six number. 
Uh, you're on um, the, the very sad sports docket with uh, H&M Aquas. What's your way calling from? Hello. Hello? Hello. Hi, Ace Smith. I'm sorry about the Mets loss. I'm really am. Uh, I was just wondering, can we just talk about the Yankees and stop being so depressing about the amazing <laughs> Mets? What? Well, yes, we can. I mean, the Yankees are going to be in the uh, ALDS next week. Uh, they're going to be playing the Cleveland Indians. So, uh, so what? you got any points about the Yankees here? How do you think the Yankees are going to fare in the playoffs? I was just wondering, what's the magic number for the Mets now? 162. 163 for next season? Okay. I was just wondering. All right. Thank you. Have a good night. All right. I guess Rest in peace, Matt. It's Ashley Maxwell. Get up on this guy. Thanks for for, uh, sharing your thoughts there. I guess not not so um, consoling for Mets fans there. Of course, a lot of Yankee fans want to bash us because... The last caller, whoever he or she was, I just got one thing to say. ALDS, Game 5, Indians against the Yankees at Jacobs Field. Okay. Yankees trailing 3-2. Top of the ninth inning. Bases loaded, two outs. What does the AL MVP do? Strikes out. Strikes out. Game over. There you go, right there. Yeah. Uh, Indians win. The Indians. Well, first off, um, first off, if anyone wants to know my World Series prediction beforehand, I'm picking Cubs and Red Sox. The only two teams in the playoffs that I have any really interest in. So, Cubs and Red Sox, 2007 World Series. Well, it's very interesting to all in the National League. It's Sunday night. We still don't know all the teams in the postseason. Uh, of course, the Padres and the Rockies, uh, they both finished with the same record with the Padres losing today and the Rockies winning. Well, I'm not going to say um, what the Rockies have done is not, uh, is not uh, more depressing than what the uh, Phillies have done. But what the Rockies um, have done is they won 12 out of 13, and uh, the pot, they came back and three back on the Padres. The Padres played okay, but they lost the last two games. And so now it's going to be... They got hurt and losing uh, Cameron and Milton Bradley in the same game. Oh, there's some sort of collision there. Was yeah. that, that was like one of the weirdest injuries I've ever seen. Of course, his manager, Bud Black, he yeah. knocked him down after uh, Milton Bradley got into it with the first-place umpire. He was arguing call. What a shock. So basically, so, so, so who do you think it went tomorrow? I'm picking Rockies. Uh, I don't know. Do you know where they're playing? I'm not sure where they're playing. They're playing Denver. They're playing in Colorado. Playing in Colorado? I think, I think the Rockies. Oh, well, do you know who's pitching? Um, I believe. Are the Padres going with Jake Peavy? Yeah, well, the reason I'm picking Rockies is because I think the... I, I actually do think the Rockies have a better chance uh, to beat the Phillies. I want the Rockies to win just because... There's a slight chance then if the Rockies win that Jimmy Rollins will not win the MVP. Yeah. I'll give it to Matt Holiday if the Rockies win tomorrow. Yeah. And, uh, but, you know, Jimmy Rollins, of course, I mean, as painful as it, as it is to talk about Jimmy Rollins right now, uh, we have to uh, you know, congratulate him on a great season, of course. He was only the fourth player in Major League history to record uh, 20 home runs, 20 triples, 20 doubles, and also 20 stolen bases in the same season. So I think he's likely probably going to win your NL MVP award. Yeah, of course, the statement that he said back in, what was it like, Met, in April? Met, that, Met fans hit him with passion. He, yeah. He's becoming the new Trooper Jones. But anyway, Jimmy Rollins, you know, he needed to get Papa was ready to establish himself as the new Trooper Jones. What? I think Papa was ready to establish himself as the new Trooper. Old Rollins, everyone kills us. <laughs> everyone kills us. Yeah, it's been terrible, especially since the Mets didn't win a single game against the Phillies in August or September. Yeah, Mets went 0-7 in their last seven games against Philadelphia. And more importantly for the Mets, Chase team didn't treat them well this year. They went 9 and uh, – no, not 9, I'm sorry. They, they lost 9 out of their last 10 games at Chase Stadium. That is absolutely uh, ridiculous. That is disgraceful. That is, that is ridiculous. I mean, uh, okay, the Mets played better on the road, but they lose 9 in the last 10 games at Chase, and this is a team – that last year uh, won the NL East. That is completely, utterly ridiculous. And you think Manny Acton was still here? Maybe would have won because he led his Nationals to a sweep over us last week. A sweep. Yeah, I don't know that. And that three-game series, Mets. I mean, there's so many series you can just pinpoint the Mets' mistakes. You can pinpoint one game in every series. There were uh, so many single games where the Mets. You know, they yeah. had the game. I mean, their bullpen was awful. I mean, how did, I always forgetting to talk about the bullpen. 
you know, Bloda, Blosa, Blownweiss, you know. <laughs> yeah, there you go right there, Schoenweiss and Moda. I mean, you can't talk about the both, and you got to talk about the team as the whole. Jose Reyes was not hitting the last three weeks of the season. Um, the only guy who was really hitting was Moises Alou. Oh, Alou, you know, he had an incredible September, of course. But well, that was right, all the were hitting, but it seems like the sixth inning on, the Mets just gave up in every game, except for that one game. Oh, when they came back, uh, they lost ten nine. I mean, yeah, that's you know, you know, the difference between this year's team and last year's Met team was, you know, last year you felt, oh, if the Mets get down by a couple runs, you know, you felt they were going to come back, and you know, if the Mets, you know, if they if they were ahead by a couple runs, you said, all right, this game's over last year, but this year the Mets are ahead by a couple runs. You're waiting for the bullpen to blow the game. And if they're behind by a couple runs, you, you concede the game. You think it's over. So, I mean, that was the problem with this year's Met team. You just didn't get the right feeling about it, you know? Well, I completely agree with you. I mean, this year just like, just felt that everything was drifting slowly. And it was, it was after that game with Philip Humber that I felt, you know, this is not going to end up easy. And then the, the one game that really uh, intrigued me was that game against St. Louis, a makeup game. I mean, they should have made that game up. I mean... The Mets uh, playing against Joe Pinero and um, you know, yeah, you, you can't let uh, pitcher get at least you know Pedro gave up three runs and he was well enough to win, but the Mets couldn't muster anything against Pinero. Uh, the Mets, the, the offense went silent in the last. Well, I mean, actually, their offense the last couple of weeks they did their job for the most part, but it was obviously the pitching and the uh, heart and hustle and uh, passion of this team that did them in. But uh, anyway, with the New York Mets, um, you have to also blame a lot of this on uh, Jose Reyes. Yeah, what was Jose Reyes doing during this game? I mean, he just looked uh, bad in the field, bad at the play. He, he was swinging at all these pitches. And, and Willie Randolph has to sit this guy down. And I, I think he did this once, but he didn't really... Jose Reyes in the last two weeks, he's just too invaluable. But, you know, as the Mets go, Reyes goes. And as Reyes was not hitting in the last, you know... Basically, two and a half months of the season since the All-Star break, Reyes didn't get on a hot streak. So, Reyes, uh, when he doesn't get on base, then, you know, first inning one out already, you know, every almost every first inning. I mean, I can't even remember the last time Reyes got a little hit. I mean, he, his season completely turned around. He was hitting over 300 in the first half. He finished with, with about a 280 average. His stealing uh, stolen base attempts and stolen base successes went down. And it looked like every time he was up, he was just trying to hit a five-run homer, you know? Yeah, I mean, you can't do that in baseball. And, and the, uh, that, that hurts the Mets uh, with Reyes swinging for the fences. Um, I mean, go down the whole order. Uh, Castillo uh, wasn't wasn't hitting uh, as effectively as he was when he first came to the Mets. Beltran wasn't hitting the clutch as much. I mean, Gabe Wright was, was still hitting, but, I mean, the Mets can't have one guy. They can't have Ryan Alou just doing the damage. Delgado never really got in the groove the whole season. Delgado never really got in the groove. Unfortunately, uh, the Marlins, uh, Dontre Willis hit Delgado in the hand with the baseball today. Yeah, yeah and Delgado is, um, and if the Mets, actually, if the Mets did make the playoffs, Delgado probably wouldn't be on the, on their roster in the first round, but I don't want to. This year, they need to make major changes in the offseason. Whether, I think, I think, they, I don't know if they will, but I think they should fire Willie Randolph. I think there's no excuse for this collapse. I think your manager has to pay for it. I mean, well, I, I've always liked Willie. I've been a Willie supporter over these three years, but he just cannot let this happen. And showing, not showing, not showing that much emotion on the bench, not showing that much desperation. I think Willie has to go. I think that I don't think Sean Green's going to be back. I think half the bullpen or three quarters of the bullpen should be gone. <laughs> I don't think Leduca is going to be back. Well, Tom Glavin is going to be gone. I don't care. I don't care. Glavin will be starting that. The Mets make the playoffs, and even they did, they did it. Glavin is gone. I don't care if he goes back to Atlanta. I want Carlos Delgado to come back, but we don't have any other options at first base, so I'm guessing Delgado probably will back. be back. I, I tell you what, um, you know, Paul Duca, he was kind of, you know, he kind of had, had, I kind of had a mixed reaction with him this season. I mean, this guy doesn't know how to stop talking. Duca just keeps talking and talking, and sometimes he talks in with, with what is not his place. I mean, look, yeah. Ethan, I just want to let these uh, listeners know in about five, ten minutes, we're going to start a simulcast with um, the members from the show Sports Heaven with Mark and Evan. Yeah, that, that'll be uh, in five, ten minutes. They're currently doing an NFL pitch, so we can't do that right now. 
Uh, uh, and also, if you want to um, call into the show, the number is 646-478-5118. Yeah. Talk us some football, or if you want to get into the Yankees or the Dreadful Mets, you can definitely call us. But once again, that number is 646-478-5118. Okay. And uh, we have a call right now, but we'll take that call um, after we take a, uh, a, a quick break here. I, know, uh, we, I think we can take the call before the break. I take a call before the break? I believe this is uh, Scott from Lindbrook. Is this Scott from Lindbrook? Hello? Hello, what? who's this? It's Andrew, Steve. Andrew, my bad, sorry. Andrew, what's up? Okay. Um, Steve, I know you're a Mets fan, and um, I don't want to say anything all witty and mean, but uh, tomorrow, if you want a hug, I'll be in school. Thank you, man. You're, that, you're very that, that, that's what's all about. You know, the Mets have a... Very strong community fan base, and we're all there to support each other. I mean, if you think about how the Mets, how you think the players, I mean, the players, they had us in their grasp. The Mets had their own destiny with five games to go, and they completely threw it away. I mean, watching every game, and this was, this was outstanding when they kept losing. It was every day, Mets win, Phillies lose. It was you five games left, you automatically think, oh, this division should be wrapped up, but no. Nope. Yeah, I mean, anything would have wrapped up this division. I mean, I mean the... Uh, Cubs had a two lead with five games left, and they won their games. They, they, they knocked off the Brewers. I mean, the Phillies, are, look at the Phillies team, they aren't a good team. The Phillies are not a playoff caliber team, and, and somehow they got in. Well, they got hot. You know, the Phillies are a streaky team. They got hot. But with the Mets, I think uh, I think there needs to be a lot of changes in the organization over the oh, season. Oh, a ton of change in this organization. Um, movement. We need to get rid of some of these old players. We need yeah. to play some of our young kids. We need to Last meal is definitely. It was one thing. Yeah, Stephen. I'm at one thing. I'm still over here. Oh, well, Andrew, uh, you have anything else? <laughs> well, I was just gonna say, um, Steve, look on the bright side. At least you're not Josh Rossifel. True. Uh, if you don't know who he is, uh, he's a kid in our school who's like a big Mets fan and gets angry every time they lose. At me. Like uh, like me too, but like no, all right, whatever. Oh. But he knows karate, and he doesn't. I'm still, you know, Stephen, it's still not sunk in that the Mets are not making, not going to play off. I mean, this is what you, this is what you look forward to um, the last couple of seasons with the Mets, you know, a chance to play in October baseball. And uh, what's really amazing is that um, even the Mets talented the five team is even a little more exciting than this team. I mean, that's, that, that's how this team went this year, 2007 Mets. Um, definitely not a carbon copy of the 2006 brand. All right. So, uh, yeah, we're going to, um, all right. Thanks for calling in, Andrew. Thank no you problem, my friend. Uh, we're going to take a break, and then we'll uh, hopefully be joined in a uh, simulcast with Mark and Evan. So, um, yeah, so we'll be, we'll be taking a break here, and then we will be joined with Sports Talent Mark and Evan simulcast here on Sports Docket. And be sure to check out their link as well, blogsradio.com, for Sports Heaven with Mark and Evan. We'll be right back after this. You are currently listening to the Sports Docket with Ace Finn and the Quas. If you would like to call into the program, the phone number is 1-646-478-5118. That's 1-646-478-5118. If you would like to aim the co-host during the show, you can aim them either at MetsFanatic910 or Quaster06. Pick or choose right there our host page at blogtalkradio.com slash docket. You can also check out one of the supporters of the website. It's myedimedia.com. They're not a sponsor. They're just supporters. They profile us there, and they and they put us at a high pedestal. You can check them out. It's myedimedia.com. Now, back to the show. Sports Talk with Ace and the Quas on Blog Talk Radio. New York Sports and everything else. All right, now, 
and momentarily we will be joining a simulcast with uh, Sports Time with Mark and Evan, and we've been talking sports, a little bit of a roundtable, a little bit of sports talk. Of course, Mark and Evan, Yankees fans, and they'll be sure to have some condolences for us. Um, of course, we're going to the beginning of the season, Stephen, uh, most people, actually going into June, is most people thought the Mets would make it, the Yankees were, and the Yankees were 14 games back in May, and here we are on September 30th, the Yankees are in, and the Mets aren't. See me there? Uh, Steven down the line there. All right, I, I think we're having a little. All right, so there's some problems with the line. Just, we're still waiting uh, for the uh, simulcast. Mark and Evan that will be rejoined. Uh, them, he might have a problem with his phone line. There. I don't know what's going on. Um, but yeah, anyway, so. As I was saying, you know, the Yankees had a 14-game lead. Oh, no. The Red Sox had a 14-game lead in the Yankees in June and the Yan- uh, in May, and the Yankees were left for dead. I mean, you know, we certainly had Yankees bloggers on telling us, you know, the Yankees will somewhat snap out of us and able to get the wild card, which they did. Uh, you know, maybe they'll get to 500. I mean, they, they were under 500 for a better part of the game of the season. But the Yankees got extremely hot in August. And it's September they continue their hot streak, and they rolled on to the uh, wild card uh, title. But on the other hand, uh, the the, um, you know, the Mets didn't, um, you know, didn't get the job done. So, uh, hello, they want to line me. Hmm. All right, we're still in. We put on the final catch a little bit here. Uh, yeah, yeah. You, Simultast is almost as dead as the Mets right now. All right. Uh, hmm. All right. Yeah, so any phone calls. Meanwhile, we're going to go into the simulcast, and we're just waiting. Hey, Steven is on the line here. I don't know, just... So he's making the simulcast work. But, yeah, we will be joined momentarily with the simulcast. Uh, Sports Heaven with Mark and Evan. They definitely need to make improvements. The Yankees certainly do, too. But the Yankees had a little bit of an opposite turnaround than the Mets did, coming all the way back and winning the wild card. And I'm watching the Giant game. Just want to give an update to the viewers. There was just a fumble on the punt by the Giants. I don't know who has the ball. And I was mentioning to the Sports Heaven viewers, um, I wasn't sure if Derek Ward would play. He is in the game today. But um, with the Yankees coming all the way back, winning the wild card, the New York Mets, 135 straight days in first, and then losing it all is just so unbelievable to me. I mean, the Yankees were over nine games out of the wild card at one point, or about nine games. They came all the way back. It's it's unbelievable, the turn of events. And the baseball season's so long, and stuff like that's going to happen. All right, um, first off, if you guys want to listen in, Stephen made some good points on the Mets. I, I understand some sports heaven. So you can tune into that. Uh, check it out back in the archive at Sports Heaven. But, guys, if you're ready with us now, uh, we're now into the simulcast uh, with Sports Heaven with Mark and Evan. I just want to... Um, uh, we'll come right back. I want to get right into the uh, simulcast here. So you just hold off one sec, and we'll get into um, Sports Heaven, Sports Docket, simulcast here on the Sports Docket. Live from Jericho, New York, this is Sports Heaven with Mark and Evan. All right, thank you for that introduction. And, yes, we are together. The Sports Docket and Sports Heaven are now combined into Docket Heaven. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, is everybody there? Evan, Steve, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. What's yeah, up? how you doing? All right, great. So we have the uh, uh, the simulcast set up. And um, I, mean, I don't think I was on uh, with, um, before in the beginning of the simulcast, but, of course, you guys are talking about, you know, the Mets. 135 games in front in first place, and all of a sudden they just blow it, and it goes down the drain. Uh, 
it came down to one game. Mets couldn't, Mets couldn't uh, knock off the Marlins, and they got crushed. Uh, Tom Glavin was terrible from, from the onset. Uh, once they're an inning, and the Mets um, got the way 2008. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's a tough day for all Mets fans. You know, we'll get through this, but um, for the next six months, it's going to be a very long off season. You know, at this point, you know, also my Jets are now one and three. So I mean, it was just a terrible day for me. Let's let's go Rangers is my thinking right now because I think uh, the Jets might be done. I think and the Mets obviously are done for the next six months. So this is not going to be fun. Uh, so guys, uh, how are your Giants doing? Uh, well, right now there is no score. The Eagles did get the recovery on that punt. It's third down and five for the Eagles. You did mention the Rangers. I'm a Ranger fan too. They will start this Thursday, October fourth. McNabb was just sacked by. Justin Tuck, who I think definitely should be playing for the Giants much more than Michael Strahan, because Strahan I don't think is doing a good job at all. And Tuck, you know, right now where Strahan is at his age and he held out of training camp, I think Tuck is a better player. And uh, it'll be fourth down for the Eagles. I still have hope for the Giants, though. And by the way, Ace fan, I'm also a Jet fan with you. I'm not a Giants fan like Mark. <laughs> uh, so you so. think you still have a chance this season after going 1-3 and three today? Yeah, I, I still think there's a chance. I mean, they have an easy matchup next week against the Giants. Yes, so hopefully they do. Hopefully we'll get back to 2-3. <laughs> it's not going to be that easy. I'm telling you, it's not going to be that easy. Well, the, the Giants get a pass rush, they'll win this game next week, I think. Say that again? I think if the Jets get a pass rush, I think they could win next week, but the Jets, you know, they don't rush the quarterback. <laughs> it's simple as that. I think the Giants have a, the Giants have a decent pass rush against the Jets, so that should be good for the Giants. With talk, if they bring Kiwanuka up to the line, which I know they did last week a little bit, OCU Minora, Fred Robbins up the middle, and Chad Pennington's not really very mobile. I think that could be very good. Well, at least there's one thing in common, or should be one thing in common when the Giants and Jets play next week, and that will be that they're both not in last place. The Jets, of course, are in third place. They're ahead of uh, the Dolphins, who are st- on four, and the Giants, if they win this game, uh, the Eagles, which I hope they will. I don't want to see two Philly teams win in one day. Uh, so, uh, yeah, the Giants win this game. They'll be uh, out of last place. Uh, yeah, the Giants, um, well, they need to win tonight against the Eagles, of course. Maybe one New York team could beat a Philadelphia team. Uh, anyway, yeah. And the Giants, uh, they, they need to improve to 2-2, two and two, probably to have a better chance to win the NFC. But the one thing the Giants have going for them, of course, the NFC not as good as of a conference as the AFC is. Absolutely. The Jets well, at one and three, they they dug a big hole for themselves, and the Jets are gonna have a tough time getting out of it at this point. I think the Jets, you know, Buffalo, you cannot lose to Buffalo. This game is gonna come back to haunt them. I think. Yeah, and um, of course, uh, one very surprised team in the uh, NFC this year, the Green Bay Packers are four and zero. Uh, Dan Marino had another record today. I don't know, not Dan Marino. Um, uh, Brett Favre broke another record of Dan Marino's today. And the uh, Packers are 4-0. and They're standing atop that division. Uh, do any of you guys think the Packers would be this good uh, going into this season? I mean, this is unbelievable. A 100-year-old quarterback, Brett Favre, and Packers are once again atop the uh, NFC. Yeah, it's it's definitely the most surprising thing in my mind. I mean, when you think of the Packers, they're kind of also on your list of one of those not very good teams, but that's completely changed. I mean, they've done a great job. Brett Favre is playing great. They have a, a good core of young players on that team. Packers, you know, I think teams should be scared of them a little bit. I definitely think that they will keep this up for a good remainder of the season. I think they could go deep into the playoffs. I don't know about Super Bowl caliber, but definitely a playoff team and definitely more than just the first round. I think any team in the NFC is Super Bowl caliber. I mean, when you look at the NFC, who who really sticks out as such a good team? Yeah, the AFC, I believe, has the three best teams in the National Football League right now. You have the Steelers, you have the New England Patriots. Even though they cheat, they're still good. But you have them, and then also you have, of course, the defending champion, Indianapolis Colts. Yeah, guys. Teams have the ability to win like 13 or 14 games this year. I think on also something very interesting that I saw on the New York Post, kind of hilarious. Um, they put an asterisk next to the Patriots. It says "caught cheating" uh, next to their name. That's the yeah, the Patriots, of course, uh, caught cheating in that game against the Jets. So that's pretty funny. 
Yeah, I saw that. It's very funny that they do that. But I, I don't know if the Steelers can really be categorized as one of the best football teams in the NFL just of yet. I mean, they lost today. Oh, did they really? What? I didn't know that. Did they really lose to the Steelers? Yeah, they lost today to Arizona by a touchdown. They uh, Oh, they were up 7 nothing when I checked. Oh, well, yeah, they lost by a touchdown. All right. So... Now they lost, but in uh, their first three weeks, they beat teams easily that they should have beaten. Now, if you guys don't mind, we have a caller. Is it all right if we answer the... Sure. What's the call? Saying this we have a caller on the line. Can you hear us? Yes, I can hear you. Oh. All right, how are you doing? Okay, this question has been baffling me. Who looks better in short, Shaquille O'Neal or LeBron James? Okay, another unnecessary question. We appreciate the call. And that is a question that I certainly am not qualified to answer. Um, and that also wasn't funny. I just want to throw that in there. Yep. Uh, I think so either. I, you, you never know what calls you may get when you have a simulcast. So. Yeah, we've had some crazy calls as well. Yeah. But um, I would say LeBron James. What I was going to say with the Pittsburgh Steelers, I was going to make a point about them. So it yeah. easy teams, right, over the first three weeks? Okay. The Mets took care of the easy teams too, right? Yeah, I mean the Mets, uh, not really. I mean they they played the Nationals and they uh, and the Marlins and the Cardinals and went combined one and six against those teams. And you're stuck. I mean these teams are combined 35 games under 500, nothing more. And the Mets, uh, they came out there and they got whacked by teams that they're, they're supposed to be, especially down the stretch when they had the Phillies on their back. Mm-hmm. Well, if I if I had one word to say about the New York Mets, I would just say pathetic. I mean, it, it's so – it really is pathetic how you can be in first place for 135 straight games and just let that all go and how how close that that actually was. I mean, it was – they were like the most dominant team in the National League at one point. It was – I mean, many people were early on were saying a Red Sox Met World Series. I just can't believe that they're out of it. I mean, it's one thing if the Mets fell out of the division, they ended up playing the wild card. It's unbelievable to me that they're not in it at all. I can't believe that. Well, no, I don't, I don't, what, what, that makes Willie Randolph look bad, in my opinion. Yeah, I, a team to sure. fall like that. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you what, you know, I was in, uh, I, was, I bought a, um, a shirt, a pretty funny shirt in New England uh, when I went up there. It, it was uh, a Yankee shirt. Uh, it had the Coke symbol, but instead of saying Coke, it said choke. Uh, of course, relating to their um, the playoff collapse against the Red Sox. I'll tell you what, this class by the Mets was worse than that collapse the Yankees had against the Red Sox. I mean, this, I mean, this collapse was even uh, un- more unpredictable than that collapse. I mean, this was a, I mean, how can you watch these games with the Mets down the stretch? It was, it was just painful to watch. Yeah, I mean, they were very painful. Just think of this with the Mets, though. The Rockies got to finish with a better record than us. Yeah, that, that, that would be even more pathetic. Finish with a better record than the New York Mets. Who would have thought that after last year? The Mets won 97 games last year. The Mets won the National League by about eight games. And, you know, yeah. the division, they won the whole league by eight games. They still didn't make the World Series last year. And now this year, we're not even going to see them in October. Their season is done on September. It's amazing. I mean, the trauma continues in the Mets franchise in their history. And, um, you know, uh, you looked at these games and you thought the Mets were going to come out, but, you know, you can't take back what's lost. And uh, we look ahead uh, to the offseason. Um, I want to ask you guys, uh, Mark and Evan, uh, how many moves? Is there a certain number of moves the Mets got to make? Because they got to make a ton of moves to get this team back to any shape or form that they were in 2006. Yeah, they just need a. First of all, there's their bullpen. They totally have to rebuild, and then not their starting pitchers too. They also their uh, Tom Glavin has to go. Uh, El Duque, who's getting really old. I mean, he was pitching all right, but he's he's getting really old. I mean, he doesn't even tell you his real age. Duque plays bingo. What? El Duque plays bingo. Yeah. And uh, Pedro, who you don't know how much longer his shoulder has. And then they have all the their other pitchers. I mean, John Main, he threw almost a no-hitter. You can probably rely on him for next season. 
But then after that, Oliver Perez, he was shaky the second half of the season. You just look at everyone. They just need, hopefully they can get uh, maybe Dontrell Willis. He would help out the team a lot. They can get Johan Santana maybe. And then they need a lot of bullpen pitchers. I I agree with a lot of the points that you said about the Mets rotation. I think for next year, I think uh, Maine and Perez will definitely be in the rotation. I think they've proven themselves once again this year that they could be quality pitchers. I, I, barring an injury, Pedro will be in the rotation if his shoulder holds up. I think Pedro will be good for next year. But obviously, after those three, you don't you don't know with anybody. I think Mike Pelfrey will make the rotation next year. I think th- that'll be a fourth guy. But I think the Mets should seriously look after going after Johan Santana in the off season. I mean, I know it's going to take a lot to get him. You know what? Uh, Santana probably wouldn't mind coming to the Mets. I mean, he'll be coming here and. The- the priority, Mets need to get an ace, because right now I, I can't name anybody in the starting pitching staff an ace. Gladwin will be gone, we know that. Um, even the Mets made the playoffs, as I said before, Gladwin's going to be gone. Um, Pedro, you know, who knows if he'll, be, if he'll be effective, who knows if he'll be able to play the whole season. Um, only pitched four games this season. Uh, and the whole um, pitching staff is going to be definitely revamped from last year. Outside of Billy Wagner, the Mets, um, maybe outside of Howman, perhaps, or Jorge Sosa. I mean, this this whole bullpen needs to be changed. I mean, showing wise Mona, they couldn't get out. Yeah, I mean, it... yeah. sorry about that, but yeah, definitely the Mets definitely need to rebuild that bullpen. And even if you look at guys, I mean, of course, I don't think David Wright's going to win the MVP now, obviously. But I mean, you were thinking of him as a possible MVP candidate, and a guy like him, I don't think he came through down the stretch. I don't think he did a good job. And I think that their offense needs to really come through down the stretch when they really need them. And David Wright, who was an MVP candidate, he, I mean, in, must, in these must-win games, he wasn't coming through when they needed him to. Yeah, I mean, the Mets need a clutch player like A-Rod. Yeah. <laughs> Is that a joke? You know, uh, we're getting to the Yankees a little bit here. A little sarcasm there. Well, you know, let's say the phone numbers to our shows in case anybody wants to call. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sports have a number, 718-508-9443. Just an update from the Giants. Times missed the field goal because he's paralyzed from the waist down. And, of course, you could call the sports docket, and their number is... It's 1-646-478-5118. You can also aim us on the, uh, on the international side. Uh, at, um, you can aim myself at Quaster 6 and Stephen at Mets Fanatic 910. Yep. Or you can IM us at Gmen ten twenty one seventeen eighty. So uh, if you have anything to tell us during the show, definitely feel free to do that. Uh, well, first year the Yankees don't get back to the Mets because me and Steven, we still have some unfinished things we want to talk about the Mets tonight. So we have some unfinished things we want to play about the Mets. But um, switch the Yankees, Shimming uh, Wong, everything good in Yankee land right now. Yankees get a ten three victory today uh, at the end of the season. They take care of business in Baltimore and against the against the Orioles, and they open up uh, in Cleveland against the Indians. Uh, Wong and I believe who starts game one for the Indians? CC Sabathia. I'm not sure. It should be CC. I think uh, he's a good Cy Young candidate for the American League, also. Yes. Well, um, obviously Josh Beck is going to win that Cy Young award. Uh. Well. Oh yeah. Maybe. Probably. But you know, CC had a great year, also. And how about Carmona, the rookie? Uh, Fausto Carmona also. Yeah, it's going to be tough for the Yankees. I think a five-game series against the Indians is pretty dangerous. Yeah. And, um, well, it's very dangerous, but better for the Yankees than playing the Angels, who the Yankees cannot beat. Well, yeah, I agree. I, I'm much happier with the matchup that it is now with the Yankees playing the Indians. And, I, you know, originally it would be if the Yankees won the division, they would face the Indians, but that did change. And I do like the matchup against the Indians a lot better. And I also hate the time difference in California. That would just make me really mad throughout the playoffs. <laughs> well, true. But, I mean, uh, the Indians, of course, uh, they don't have the kind of magic that the Detroit Tigers had last year when they played the Yankees. But the Indians, I mean, they got some good quality hitters. Uh, Victor Martinez, Travis Hafner. I mean, it's not going to be uh, easy come for the Yankees against the, uh, against the, uh, the Cleveland Indians. So, I mean, it's going to be a tough series. Um, and if A-Rod comes through finally in the playoffs to them, you know, we, we could be looking at the Yankees in the ALCS. 
Yeah, well, hopefully they'll have the same luck in the playoffs as they had during the regular season. The Yankees were undefeated against Cleveland this season. Oh, yeah. Hopefully they can carry that into the playoffs. But, of course, we know everything changes when you get to the playoffs. It's like a whole entire new season. You never know what you're going to get. Uh, but I I just hope the, the Yankees' bullpen can come through. I mean, you really only need three solid guys. If you could have uh, the starters go six innings and then you have – Jabba, Farnsworth, and Moe, I'm pretty happy about that. And if the offense can just produce, like Jeter and A-Rod and Cano and Posada, I mean, you could just go through the whole lineup. I mean, there's definitely potential there for the New York Yankees. It's I'm just That bullpen is very inconsistent, though. Also, one issue is, um, who's the Yankees game three start? I mean, you got Wong um, starting game one. He got Petty, but then after that, Clement Lucina, I mean, Clement Lucina, two iffy uh, guys for game three. Well, I'm pretty sure that we paid Clemens all this money for him to come and pitch for us in the playoffs. He's great under pressure. Musina, he had a he had a good start his last outing, but still, I'm pretty sure uh, Roger Clemens will get the ball in Game Three. No, Clemens definitely has the veteran experience. I don't think it should be a problem, and I know he is a little up there in age, but he'll he'll definitely be able to come through. I don't think it should be a problem. As a baseball fan this year in the American League, uh, in the American League playoffs. I'm kind of I kind of want the Yankees to play the Red Sox in the uh, ALCS because that's always good and never gets old. But in my heart of hearts, I'm kind of yet like for the Yankees to get swept. <laughs> well, I mean, that's uh, the same for me. Now, that, now, I don't see that happening. I'm sorry. I just don't think the Yankees would end up getting swept. Not with that offense. And not with Java Chamberlain, I just can't see it happening. The Java rules will definitely be erased in the playoffs. The Java rules will be gone. If they need him to go two innings, maybe even three, he could definitely do it. There's no way they'll get swept. We were watching a couple of weeks of the season. The Java rules were already erased. Yeah, they were a little. uh, They were a little. uh, They were tweaked a little bit. They were definitely lifted a little bit. But knock on wood about what you said. uh, Same token, no one thought the Yankees were going to lose last season to Detroit in the first round of the playoffs. So to say that it's going to be easy to go into Cleveland, it won't be. Well, it's not going to be easy. I'm just saying I just don't think they'll get swept. Yeah, I don't think either. I think, uh, you know, the playoffs are, all, of course, a, they're a crapshoot. So anybody, it's anybody's World Series basically this year. The Rockies can end up winning the World Series. Who knows? I mean, uh, anything can happen in baseball. It's a wacky sport. Who would have thought that? It's the Philadelphia Phillies. That's one team. You know, what's, oh, what's really weird, at the beginning of the season, everyone said, oh, the Mets are going to win the World Series. The Yankees aren't going to make the playoffs. But, you know, it all just turned around just like that. It just goes to show you that good teams find a way and bad teams find a way to lose it. The Mets are not a bad team, and I will not let you say that. The Mets lost focus. <laughs> Mets lost their passion for some reason. I mean, they just they well, forgot how to win. Well, that's good. you got to have pride and passion when you go out there. I mean, for a team like the Yankees to be 14 and a half out and come a game away from winning the division, that's passion. You can't have an overconfident team dancing and chest bumping and, you know, elbowing or whatever they're doing. You know, everyone's always bashing the Yankees. Oh, they're so professional. They're not having any fun in the dugout. Well, that's what's working. The Yankees have their pride. They have their professionalism, their maturity, and they're going out there winning while the Mets are jumping around like little... Uh, Mark, Mark, Mark. I, agree, I disagree with you on that. When the Mets were uh, doing their chest pound and all that, that's when they were winning, when they started losing. They became overconfident and lost their passion and said, oh, we're definitely going to win. It's not a big deal. But and if that's you realize, they ended up losing. Mark, if you realize that the Yankees, once uh, they started getting more passion and started being happier, that's when they started winning. So I don't think that the special high five... I don't, think the they went to the, I don't think they went to the same extreme that the Mets did. I think the right word for the Mets in the last three weeks was complacency. I think uh, they they felt that with the seven game lead they thought it was in the bag, and then once the Mets started lackadaisical play, once the Mets started to play without their passion, without their they, when they lost their skill, when their pitching went down, when they started blowing leads, they just couldn't turn it back on. You know they were just they were in that mode already. They couldn't turn back to uh, put the pedal on the metal. If you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I know. I know what else um, is, um, you guys are saying. Talking about the Yankees and the difference between the Mets during the stretch of the season. Well, one thing that the Yankees did down the stretch, and that is they played the game. And old Herm Edwards saying, so you win to play the game. And the Yankees played the game the way it's supposed to be played. They played clean baseball for the most part. And, you know, even though they get the division, you know, they, 
uh, they ran away with it. The tie- Once the Yankees were in first place, it was over. Tigers couldn't catch them. On the other hand, the Mets, they didn't play the game. They showed no passion. The dugout was completely quiet. I mean, the fans booed them uh, through the whole stretch. The fans didn't help out as well, but uh, it doesn't matter how the fans are. You've got to win the games, uh, especially if, if you have high expectations. The Mets did not do that. They played like a little league team down the stretch of the season. And, um, Stephen, uh, you have a little uh, song you want to sing dedicated to the uh, Mets 2007 collapse. Yes, we do, unfortunately. It's similar to a song my uh, dad was singing, actually, earlier in the day, but I'd like to hear your rendition. <laughs> uh, here we go. Here we go. Beat the Mets. Beat the Mets. Best place teams defeat the Mets. Hanging sliders, minor league speed. Guaranteed to waste a seven-run lead because the Mets' bullpen keeps fading away. October baseball won't be at Shea Moda Sosa. Every game is now in doubt. Can anyone who's on this staff get three men out? Great job of parody to meet the Mets. Bravo. And I have to say that I'm loving it. I love that song. Great job by Eastman. Well, I love the song that involved the Mets in the playoffs, but of course... Uh, we're not gonna have that this season, but yeah, great, great job, Steve, with that. So, but the song, I stole the song from other sources, but I got other sources for uh, giving me that song. But um, it's it's absolutely true. I mean, the bullpen, that song, it, it tells you everything. Uh, they they lost the last place teams. Their bullpen was terrible. It, you know, they kept wasting leads, and that was the whole meaning of the September for for the Mets. And Steve, I have a little something to play for Mets fans here. Uh, just to, I know Mets fans are probably still still under the skin. Um, we still find the skin, of course, um, after this terrible collapse. And if you thought we were gonna play total baseball, and this is something for Mets fans just to calm them down. So here's a little something. There you go. That was the... Uh, hello? You didn't hear anything. Yeah, we did not hear anything. I heard a little bit of static. Oh, and that's I about that. it. But that, that really is what represents the Mets season. Just a little buzz, buzz. I mean, nothing much there. No spark. No nothing. I guess so. All right, I'll try it again. I'll try it again. If not, then I won't play it. Here we go. Uh, I'm hearing nothing. I'm getting old, but I'm not that old, and I cannot hear. I hope you heard that, but it's basically the... I'm playing audio, please. It sounded like the Mets bullpen. All right, uh... I'm sure Mets fans hear that online. It's basically just some division highlights from last year. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, the, the I heard nothing, unfortunately. Ah, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> that, that was actually excellent. It was Mets highlights. Nothing. <laughs> nothing, pretty much. Yeah. Now the Mets uh, this season, that uh, their uh, I mean, the ballpark just went totally flat during the stretch. I mean, the ballpark was never really good during the whole season. I I mean, will, uh, before we end the show, we have about seven minutes left in the show. Yeah, um, I just want to ask all of you guys uh, for uh, postseason predictions in baseball. Who do you think is going to the World Series, and who do you think is going to win it? All right, I, I guess I'll start. Okay. And I will, of course, stick to my New York Yankees. I think they'll pull through and make the World Series in the American League. And moving over to the National League, of course, uh, not everything's decided. There is going to be a playoff game tomorrow. I believe it's the Padres and the Rockies. Yep. Um, so we're not sure about that yet, but you know what? I just have this weird feeling that with the way the Phillies played at the end of the season and with the momentum they have, uh, I actually think that they will be the ones to get to the World Series in the National League. I tell you what, with Phillies Yankees, I ain't, I'm not gonna be a hard series to watch with me. Phillies Yankees. Well, right, I'll, I'll go ahead. I'm, I'm, I actually think the Red Sox uh, will be headed back to their uh, first. Um, World Series since 2004 when they won it. I think the Red Sox will um, will take care of the Angels. I, I, don't, I think this Angels team is not as strong as they were in 2000, well, of course, 2002. And 
as they were in, in recent years. Um, they did win the division, but the division was terrible. I mean, the A's and the Mariners fell off the map pretty quickly once the uh, once the Yankees took care of business with them. So I will. I do think it will be Boston. Uh, I think it'll be Boston and the and the Angel. Uh, no, Boston and Cleveland, the ALCS, and I think Boston will um, defeat Cleveland uh, and go to the World Series. And in the NL side, I am taking uh, the Chicago Cubs to go all the way. Um, and finally, win the first World Series. I'm thinking the Cubs to win the World Series over the Red Sox. Uh, I actually like the Cubs. I like I like Pinella's fire. I like uh, Seriano, the way he's been playing. I wish he was a Met. And um, I'm taking the Cubs over the Red Sox in the World Series. Evan? Well, as you see from the last several years, the wild card team has been very successful in the playoffs. So I think that the Yankees will make it to the World Series as they were just so hot in the second half of the season, and it's whoever's hot in the playoffs. And then in the National League side, I think it's the winner of tomorrow's game. That, And I have a feeling it's going to be the Colorado Rockies that will make it to the World Series for the National League side. Going with the Rockies, well, I got my two teams, and uh, as much as it hates me to say this, I think the Yankees are going to go to the World Series from the American League. I think they will meet Lou Pinello, Chicago Cubs. I think the Cubs are going to make it there. I think the Yankees are going to make it there. And I see the Cubs winning the fall classic. Oh, very wow. interesting. That, that would be very interesting to see with the Cubs. Uh, definitely, definitely interesting. I don't know if the Cubs would beat the Yankees. That would be a fun World Series to watch, though. I don't think any National League teams have what it takes to beat an American League team, but you never know. Last year, I didn't think the Cardinals were going to win it. Uh, no, I thought that. <laughs> All right, well, I'd like to thank the Sports Docket for coming on uh, our show tonight, helping us out with the conference call, turning our show into Docket Heaven. So I'd like to thank you. I'd like to also thank all of our listeners. And this is from a Sports Heaven standpoint only. You could tune in next week, same time, same place, same great show, Sports Heaven with Mark and Evan, live out of Jericho. I'm Mark Elliott. And I'm Evan Branoff, and we'll see you next week. We will see you next week, and I believe now Ace Man has a song to play. For the Met fans, for the Met fans who feel bad.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.